You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Before we get started, I just got a quick note on how we had to piece together this episode due to technical difficulties. Let's so I had to piece it together. Emily wasn't able to be with us most of the podcast, so we, we don't hear a lot from her, and I hope we can rectify that in the future. I'd love to have her back. Yes, just had to piece it together a little bit. So anyway, off we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with Dana Schweiger, the director, Emily Jane, who is playing one of the two narrators in Joseph, and Sean Graves from Chanticleer's Community Theater's production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Welcome to the Welcome. podcast. Thank you. Hi, Happy thanks for having us. Yes, yes, thank you so much. <laughs> so uh, now this goes up on December 10th. And so we are one day after Thanksgiving now, so you guys are fast approaching opening day. A couple yeah, of weeks we have two away. weeks. Yeah, two, two weeks. weeks. I gave exactly. Them, I gave them a little bit of a, of a Thanksgiving break, and we start again on Sunday, and we'll go almost two weeks straight, which will probably kill them all, but it'll be a good <laughs> ramp up to get us into the production. So. Well, that's a good thing, and it's just it's just a two weekend run as well, too. So so yeah, you got a little yeah, bit of time. Yep, it's Friday, Friday, Saturday nights, so 10th and 11th at 7.30, and then the 12th at uh, 2 o'clock matinee, and then the following Friday and Saturday at 7.30, and then a Sunday 2 o'clock matinee. You've been doing some directing, but it's been a little while since you've done directing, Dana, right? In a little while? Yeah, you know, so this show was originally supposed to happen in May of 2020, and Mm -hmm. then a little thing called the pandemic hit. Yes. And uh, so we actually, we had the show cast and then a week later the show got postponed and it was supposed to be done in December of last year. And then with the increase in COVID numbers, they ended up having to decrease the size of that a cast could perform on stage to keep it safe. Mm -hmm. And so once it kind of hit about the, the 10 person mark, it was like, well, that's going to be fairly difficult to do joseph yeah and so they opted to postpone it again and i actually had done a christmas show with shan claire so okay. i'm glad that almost uh 24 months later we're able to <laughs> actually put this back up on its feet so i'm i'm really excited so did you get a lot of the same cast members from before you know we um about half We lost about half. Sean uh, ended up being part of the second group that we auditioned. Uh, Very thankful that he came out and auditioned, obviously. And he's Mm -hmm. a great Joseph. And the biggest thing was we lost a lot of children. Uh, There's a children's youth ensemble in the show. And we had a lot more kids. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, you know, it's a lot different when you do something in May. And, you know, when school is going to be out. And then, I mean, we had kids that now are in high school and wanted to do their high school shows, which was understandable. You know, it's hitting now over the holidays, so that messes with people's holiday schedules. And I mean, I even had a couple of kids that said, that'd be great, I'd love to do it. We're in Texas now. So I even had people move out of town. So, but that's, you know, that's theater in a pandemic. Right, exactly. But yeah, we have about 30, I think about 30 people that are in this cast. So it's still rather large. 
you know, we have a youth ensemble. We have six kids that are doing the show. Oh, yeah. So that's always a good time when you get a chance to work with youth. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet it was written for more, but you probably pared it down some. Yeah. You know, um, the interesting thing is that when I originally cast the show, I had a bigger, I had a bigger pool of kids and but that was because we were going into the summer and so with it being over the holidays and Mm -hmm. over a year later Mm -hmm. it we lost a number of the kids who had originally auditioned and then I I don't I think maybe one I, I think we had like one girl that came out and auditioned uh this time around and was cast so Hmm. yeah so but i mean we only had six but i think we had i think we had over a dozen the last time so we lost about half of the kids so but you know what those six look those six kids they they pack a wallop with their voices they can sing and they they have the energy to to uh keep us all going so yeah i think that's all you need really (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think exactly. I think Christmas Carol. You know, you you and I, Dana, saw it the other last week. They had less this year than they've had, and I I think it worked mm-hmm. out really well. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So Emily, so you are the narrator in this particular production. Have you ever mm-hmm. done anything like this before? Have you done this? I have been the tie together in quite a few shows. I think the first time I did was a non-musical when I played Alma in Bus Stop. Mm. There's so much happening in the bus stop, and she's the young lady who kind of keeps the show going through three acts. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is my first time doing it musically, but it's a good time. So what other what other roles have you done besides Bus Stop? You know, I do a lot of plays. I like the heavy stuff. I like oh. to I like to be very close to an audience where you can see in their eyes whether or not you're having an impact on them. Yeah. So I, I yeah. do a lot of heavier works, I think, a lot of new plays and things like that. Cool. But I've always sang, so I've done all of your traditional shows. I've done West Side Story, I've done Little Shop of Horrors, I've done Ragtime at the Playhouse years ago not the more recent one okay um lots lots of musicals but yeah. i give cool. me a good heavy play and i i love it every time <laughs> excellent so does and i'm sorry that i'm asking a stupid question but does the narrator sing in this particular show the narrator only sings. Oh, okay yes all singing yes i've never <laughs> seen it so i and i hate to admit that i haven't because i yes, know no, it is one of the the classics so sean this is your first lead that you've done before right this is kind of a new thing for you yeah it's it's been really exciting it's been a a process i never thought that i'd have an opportunity like that so it's just it's really humbling to be seen as somebody that can pull that off and essentially be the face of a show and that's terrifying but exciting all at the same time yes it is (laughs) (laughs) so what other things were you have you done before this uh, so this is actually my second community theater show. Uh, my first community theater show was with Ralston Communities Theater mm. production of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I excellent. was Cogsworth in that show. Oh, neat. And Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, besides that, I did a lot of college shows. I've done cool. Man of La Mancha as nice. Sh- Sancho. And I've done um, actually Music Man, which Shanna Clear just put on. 
I did that show. I've done that twice, both as Marcellus. So. Oh, it's Marcel. Excellent. So you got to dance. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little dancing. Yes, indeed. A little dancing. You can barely sing alongside it. Oh. <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's it's a good thing I'm such a lousy dancer. You're probably a good dancer, so they make you dance. I'm such a lousy right. dancer. They, they give me the bare minimum, so it makes it a little easier to sing. <laughs> I, I got lucky with a lot of that, too. Sean can hold his own as a dancer. I bet he can. <laughs> so what college productions, which college were you in? Uh, yeah. So actually, I was at Midland University. I did okay. most of my shows under the direction of Dan Hayes. They always have a really, seem to have a really full season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I've done, I have actually done directing on the side of it, not directing of the show itself, but I've directed pit orchestras with um, with Midland as well. Oh, neat. So. So. You know, one, of the, one of the last shows that I actually saw before we went into the pandemic was Noises Off out at Midland. Oh, yeah. It yeah. only ran for two days, I think, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it, oh. was, it was really good. I love that show. So I was, yeah. I was like, I show. made it out there to see it was great. You've done music and theater. So which one is your your first love? <laughs> well, that's, that's a hard choice. I've never really had a first love on music and theater. I... I went to school for music. Uh, I was a big band geek. I played mm -hmm. tuba and trombone all throughout high school, and uh, I did singing as well alongside it. And then I jumped into theater in college more than anything. Okay. So okay. it's kind of like that second love, and mm -hmm. just kind of fell into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the music kind of brought you there. So. Yeah. Neat. So what's been the most challenging part of this? The time's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a taskmaster when it comes to directing. I'm making them go six days a week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For at least three hours. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's pretty standard. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels really great uh, to have that time, though. We just, I feel super prepared to be able to put on the show. That's, Do I feel like I could put it on tomorrow entirely? Probably mm -hmm. not, but I could probably put it on in a couple of days once things fill up more. And that's right. what you, you need. You know, that's one of the, and Chris, I don't know if you can speak to this with the length of rehearsals that you had for a Christmas Carol, but mm -hmm. with big musicals like this, I tend to build longer rehearsal schedules, mm -hmm. and I think Sean can attest to this. We've had a lot with, uh, you know, a huge cast of like 30-some people. Yeah, big Trying cast. to get people there every night to rehearse has yes. been a challenge. So a lot of times, you know, for uh, we're doing the same thing, you know, kind of over and over and over again because we have to incorporate people who are missing from blocking rehearsals mm. or, you know, choreography rehearsals or whatever. So for the people that don't have as many conflicts it's a it's a much longer process for them because they're having to go over it and over it and over it so they they tend to be you know super prepared and then for the people who who aren't it's you know a little bit of a catch-up so it's yes. it's kind of a juggling act so. yes well and you always want to get extra time for musicals because you have to have extra time to learn the music in addition to the script and staging and everything else and uh yeah and, and with uh with a production like joseph or even you know jesus christ superstar it's all music there's no yeah there's maybe like maybe one line of dialogue here or there but it's right. it's all sung through and so that's that's a challenge in and of itself 
Yes. No. Well, and and well, and it just depends. I mean, some shows, like like you said, like with a Christmas Carol, the that show kind of naturally divides itself up, and and you can compartmentalize that show uh, as far as rehearsals go. But that's that's a luxury of how that show is put together and just the nature of the show. Not every show's like that, and you can't go. Okay, well, we're doing these scenes here, and it's like, well, wait a minute, I can't be three places at once. So right. yeah, that that. But if you have a show that you can do that with, yeah, that's one of the things that they do that kind of get more done. Have you, Dana? Have you had any contact with Joseph as a show, either being in it or being a director or a stage manager or something for it before? Or is this your first contact with Joseph as far as no, working? No, it? it's my it's my first contact with the show. Although it is one of my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber pieces. Mm-hmm. That one and Jesus Christ Superstar are my are my favorites. So. Yeah. Uh, getting the, getting the opportunity to direct it has been has been quite fun. So okay. it's it's a goofy, cheesy little show that's just <laughs> just perfect. It's perfectly mindless, and you can go into it and and just have a good time. I think so. I think so too. Yeah, I was. But so- it is one of those shows that people either love or hate. You ask people, and they either they either love the show, or they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't stand it. I would never go to it." And I'm like, oh. "Fair enough, fair enough." I, I suppose it is like one of those shows. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot for Joseph to do in this show. Um, kind of like I know, and not as much as because uh, uh, you mentioned you were a music man. Not as uh, well. I don't know. Maybe it's closer to on par with the Harold Hill, which is a gigantic part because Joseph is a very large part. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot, but at the same time, I, I felt like it's been so much more for some of this chorus on the show. Oh, yeah. Such a big chorus show. The the music true. is just so... Uh, the, the parts in it are just so complex that to watch some of the other cast just work on that has been incredible. Uh, I, I love doing what I'm doing, but just I think that's what's going to make this show that much better than any production of this show. Neat. Strong cast, strong singing cast, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what kind of music are you having? Are you having instruments, or is it trap? It is going to be a small pit orchestra under our direction of Chris Ebke, and he's phenomenal. Uh, cool. We have some phenomenal instrumentalists coming in. I know a decent amount of them, and I just know that they're going to put on a phenomenal music scene. We've been seeing musicals and stuff both ways, especially yeah. coming out of the pandemic and stuff. Some people are using, going back to the big pit, some using, people are doing kind of minimal yeah. instruments. Some people are just doing With tracks. A little bit of track. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or doing a mix. Just kind of interesting. It's all fun, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's all good. I I would be intimidated as, as an actor to try to sing along to a track, and I don't know why that intimidates me just thinking about it. I've never had to do it, and I don't know why. <laughs> There's no difference, really, yeah. is there? I've only done one show track-wise, though. I did mm-hmm. uh, Hunchback Notre Dame with Midland. That was my final show I did with them. And okay. That one was all tracked. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little terrifying because, like, <laughs> you have to be on time with everything. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. The pit can't catch you. Right. No. I, I've had to catch pits as a pit director before, and I I could not imagine just not not having that capability as as easily okay that's mm-hmm. what strikes fair yeah, into me that's the thing because <laughs> it's like if anything goes wrong it doesn't matter track's going better get there and, well especially <laughs> if there's parts in the actual scene itself where you're where you where something has to be done 
and when the music stops or you know something that's yeah i'm thinking specifically of music man there's a couple of places that yeah you have to be in a certain place on stage yeah. in order for or to do something in order for something to happen yeah yeah, yeah. just just very yeah. interesting I, I i have never had that experience uh of having to do the track we saw uh, at the rose we saw um Descendants. Uh, the Descendants, and that, and that whole thing was tracked. And I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, timing. Oh, wow. Well, they timing made it look flawless. Everything. I didn't notice. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and, and it was flawless, but it was just like, mm. wow. Yeah. If you're tracked, got to yeah. be timed be out to the to second. That's Hi. terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I did one canned recorded show. Um, I think... I'm not on my best actor game when it's recorded. You know, you have to have the timing exactly right so you don't play with anything. So I think I'm better with live musicians. It just doesn't, there's no give on, on no, it. No, you, you have to be the same person in the same timing every day. Got to be exact. So, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you, you, you don't feel like you can have any fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do it exactly the same. Fair so enough. I, I much would rather have that orchestra someone conducting you give yeah a little give and take there fair mm -hmm. enough you, you mentioned that um that this was the first time you you, you had seen uh, uh sean here without his mask so you guys are all masking up rehearsals and stuff like that in the rehearsal yes, space yes we are keep each other safe um yeah. and you know that six feet goes out the window when you're belting or yes. projecting so yeah you've got to be extra safe when you're singing right now you guys. Yeah, are, we're not we're not taking our masks off until Tech Sunday. Fair enough. So, and you guys are rehearsing and uh, performing rather over at the Huff uh, Family Art Center, which is at Pace. Um, Correct. It's over in yeah. It's over in Council Bluffs. So there are three or four different organizations that are kind of part of the Potawatomi Arts, Culture, and Entertainment Pace umbrella uh there's the american midwest ballet there's chanticleer there's the canesville symphony uh i know i'm forgetting one but anyway so yeah they're all over in the hoff performing arts center okay. which is just right off of the interstate in council Bluff, so well and the interesting thing about it is it's only the second production yeah you know it's as far as Chanticleer goes, right. right? Again, everything changed with the pandemic. So sure. Music Man was the the inaugural show that was going to open Chanticleer and open the um, pace, basically, mm -hmm. their building. Mm -hmm. And they got, I think they got like the first three performances of Music Man in because I saw it on Saturday. And then that Sunday... Uh, the world shut down. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was back in March of 2020. And so they didn't even get, they, I think they got two performances in of Music Man before everything shut down. Oh so when the world opened back up, it was great that they gave, that Pace and Chanticleer said, hey, let's, let's put Music Man back on the season because they had, you know, they had done it. I mean, they had rehearsed it. They had two shows that had opened and, or two performances under their belt. So they went and gave them the opportunity to do the whole run. And I mean, you know how it is. Every theater was affected and some shows, you know, got three performances in and they closed down and they didn't get a chance to do it anymore. 
And then there are some theaters that put their shows back on the season for this year, you know, like we are with Joseph, you know, mm-hmm. um, the Playhouse, you know, it has a couple of shows that they were doing that they had cast and were almost ready to open and yeah. didn't get it open. So it's it's good opportunity for everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joseph is huge. And uh, and actually, speaking of pandemic, I'm always curious, um, Emily Jane, if uh, did you have the the theater pandemic experience did you go to do a show and then they decided just to like tape it and put it online or do some kind of different thing for the pandemic well my last audition before the world shut down was for this show so i got this part more than a year before (laughs) and then a year later dana actually said you still you still down (laughs) okay just so well my calendar really cleared up so i think i'm okay (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Oh, it feels so good, though, to be able to go back to, to theater. And, and I'm finally feeling comfortable as a theater goer. I'm not yeah. the actor. Um, he's the actor. But um, yeah. as a theater goer, I'm finally feeling more comfortable. And it's just taken a few times. So Yeah. Now, is this is this your first, uh, is this all your first shows back from, from the pandemic break? It is yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you done anything, yes. Dana, yet? I, you know, when when we were going to remember. do Joseph last last December and it ended right. up not getting done, we ended up doing um, a play with music called 1940s Radio Christmas Carol. So, oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. Sean, were you doing anything at the time when the world shut down? Were you in the middle of anything or an audition for anything? <laughs> I was not. I, I was looking into doing auditions for that summer, but I, I hadn't been in anything yet. Yeah. We just finished up Mama Mia, and like two weeks later, everything shut down. Yeah. I was like, well, cool. We got that in. It just seems like <laughs> ages ago, doesn't it? Yeah. It seems like several <laughs> years instead of just like a year and a yeah. half. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think I've aged like another five years. <laughs> That's all right. Um well, we're really excited. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever seen Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat offered at Christmas. Yeah. So, well, you know, when you're thinking hey. about Christmas, what, what better Bible story to tell than a kid getting thrown down a well? There you go. <laughs> but I don't know. So uh, I don't know. What's your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber piece? Oh. What's everybody's favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber piece? I, mm. Jesus Christ Superstar and Joseph are fun ones for me. I really, I, I like, like a lot too. of Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff, but yeah. those two kind of stick out for me. I think part of the reason why, yeah, I think I'm it's sorry, Jesus which Christ one? Superstar. I'm sorry, I mean, I cut you off. Mm-hmm. I think it's Jesus mm-hmm. Christ Superstar for really? me. I honestly had never even really heard of Joseph prior to doing this show. Like I, I'd known it existed, but I, I'd never seen it, heard the music from it. My wife did it ten years ago. Uh, my best friend did it in high school, but I never really thought of it. And so, actually, one of my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber pieces is Phantom, because I grew up watching the movie as a kid, sure. and my wife did too. And yeah, sure, sure, sure. Gosh, too many to choose from, man. Oh, no, he's written a ton just, of stuff. Just an amazing amount <laughs> yeah, of... No, he's written a ton of stuff. Think, How do you choose? I think, what's, I think what's fun about Joseph is there's there's a different kind... There's so many different flavors of music in this show... Yes. ...that you can find. And I think that's I think that's why it either is something that people love or they don't love. Because you just have to wonder, 
what in the world were Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice thinking when they <laughs> sat down and wrote a song that has like a country western flavor and then you've got a disco number in it and yeah. you have you know kind of this hip hop uh, rap music going in one section and it's just all of these different flavors of music yeah. and you know it's just it's really it's an interesting interesting piece mm -hmm. but you know Donny Osmond who does not hold a candle at all to Sean, was... <laughs> yes! Was Joseph. And, for those keeping score at home, one of the original Josephs was Michael Damien, who was Danny Romilotti, for anybody who watched The Young and the Restless, and they had a big, huge side point when he got cast in the show that they built that into as a subplot on The Young and the Restless. That tells you how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, young and the Restless. That was on the other day. After, yes, it was after, after the Macy's parade. parade. Young and the Restless came on. The soap that never dies. Right. right. Oh, it was wonderful to talk to you guys and to meet you. I'm so excited for this. And, and Emily, I'm really excited to hear your voice because i just have this feeling um <laughs> that you're going to be amazing and sean i'm excited for you as well this is your first biggest big role and it's a really heavy lift so yeah really excited for you as well i bet you're going to be great everybody's going to be great break all of the legs i know you got a couple of weeks left in rehearsal but you're ramping yeah. up now's the time and thank you very much to dana swiger who is the director of Joseph, Sean Graves, who's Joseph, and Emily Jane, who is one of the narrators. Thank you, one and all, for talking with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard. <laughs>